Over 20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Welcome to the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities podcast. Today, we welcome back Elaine Williams. Elaine is on a mission to help heal the world. One joke, one story, one video at a time. Elaine is a visibility, video, and confidence coach. Her business, Captivate the Crowd, has helped her clients go from never doing video or speaking live to having their own YouTube channels, doing international book tours, and speaking at NASA. Elaine is an award-winning comedian and performance coach with credits including Saturday Night Live, America's Got Talent, and HBO, just to name a few. She is also a speaker, best-selling author, and has traveled around the country speaking on college campuses about addiction and how to stay safe and smart. There is so much more I could say about Elaine. She's an amazing woman, and I know you will love her as you get to know her. Welcome back, Elaine. Thank you, Candice. It's great to be back. Great to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Elaine was part of our launch team. And if you missed her episode, her mini episode, go back to episode four, where we talked about her finding her purpose. So Elaine, can you tell us the part of your story and how you realized you wanted to be a comedian and maybe just dive into that a little bit deeper? Oh, sure. I'd love to, Candice. Um, so I originally from Texas, I always wanted to move to New York. I would see the skyline on TV and my heart would go pit a pat. Like, I just felt like I'm supposed to be there. So I finally get my stuff together. I moved to New York city as I'm getting sober, which I wouldn't recommend, but that's how I did it. So I'm running around New York city, auditioning, waiting tables, going to meetings, trying to figure out this whole acting thing. And I was angry. Uh, you know, I left this sweet little life in Austin and all of a sudden I'm paying $850 for like this horrible dorm room where the paint is peeling off and the shower, you know, like, and so people kept saying, you're really funny. You're not really fun to be around. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, I just, it was just a big transition. And I, you know, I knew one person. So I'm like running around. And so people kept saying, you need to lighten up. You're really funny though. You're really funny. And I was like, like the whole idea of comedy, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, so, but it kept coming for years. You're funny. You should do improv. You're funny. You, you know, so finally, one of my friends at work said, you really should, you know, so I took a class. I did some improv and I took a class and I was horrible. I was horrible, Candace. Like, I didn't know how to write. I would stand up there in front of the class and I would say my jokes and it was like crickets. And that's so painful. You know, it's one thing to be funny in the moment, spontaneous. It's a whole other thing to do it, you know. And I would go home and eat ice cream and cry. So, you know, the night of the show, I just thought, I'm just going to finish this darn class. 
and expect nothing. So when I had, you know, so everybody was bent over laughing, like holding their sides when I'm talking about my dysfunctional family. And I had that moment of like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm supposed to help people. And my life made sense. But then now what, right? Like you have this amazing experience and then you're like, but I don't know how to, you know, so luckily I, I kept doing comedy. I kept trying to get better and I started training as a life coach. So I started, I knew like, I love helping people. I've always coached people. I might as well get certified. So I studied with Debbie Ford for five years. And at the same time I was doing all of her work, I was like, I should go to Toastmasters because I don't know how to speak as me. You know, I can do a monologue thing, you know. So I started going to Toastmasters and I picked like the scariest club because I wanted to be intimidated. So I picked like the bar building club, the bar building and uh, 46th right off of 6th Avenue. So it's like all these people in robes and all this marble but that's what I wanted. I wanted to push myself. So, you know, it was sort of like a whole combination of things that propelled me into speaking, coaching and comedy. That's amazing. First of all, I need to say, well, were you brave? I don't think I could have ever chose that as the, I mean, first of all, Toastmasters, that's a whole different ball game, but to pick that specific like chapter, you are a brave woman. But something else that you said, you use the word transition. And that is a big part of what we talk about on the podcast is women that have gone through transition. So, you know, life changes, whether it was, you know, personal things like, you know, maybe they went through a divorce, but for a lot of women, they might have a career and then maybe they stop because they have a family or maybe they just feel like they're just stuck in a job, you know, right. just stuck in their job and they didn't feel like they were really living their passion and their purpose. So I know that you've had like you did and you do the comedian work. And then you also teach other people how to be visible. And then you're the life coach. So you bring it all together. Is there something else that kind of transpired through your life where you were doing something else just out of curiosity? Oh my gosh. Yes. I've you know, just for, you know, I just turned 54. And Happy birthday. Thank you. And I, uh, everyone's when I said, I tell you, I'm 87. Don't I look amazing? It's one of my <laughs> goofy jokes, but I, I have tried so many things, Candace. And I, I'll say this for the listeners, like, it's okay. If you don't, if you're like still figuring out what you're going to do when you grow up, you know, I, I believe that so much of life is, you know, if you're raising kids, they're going through stuff. They're going, every grade is different, right? If you're, you know, what's happening with the pandemic, it's like, we're still adjusting. We're still grieving. We're still, you know, there's still a lot happening, but yes, I, I mean, I, I had a house sitting business in Austin. I've worked in restaurants. I was a hostess, a bar back, uh, a bartender, a waitress, a bus person. I even did dishes one time. Like I, I tried to work in uh, childcare that did not go well, but like I have tried so many things because I was always like, I want to be in the arts. I love acting and performing and I want to be able to eat because I didn't, I don't mind being frugal, but you know, I wanted, so I was always looking for jobs that had flexibility so that I could pursue my craft, sing, dance, act, voiceover, all that stuff. 
So I've done so many things. And, you know, I think transitions are great and they're scary. You know, that's one thing that a lot of times in our culture, we're like, just do it. Just go for it. Just go get that Starbucks and make it a great day. And that's awesome. But like, sometimes it's really messy. Sometimes it's two steps forward, one step sideways. Sometimes you cry a lot. Sometimes you have to let go. You know, I was, I worked as a trainer for a very busy corporate business that was public, private, public, private. And there were many, many great things about that experience. And there were many horrific things, sexual harassment, lying, cheating, you know, people in leadership doing illegal drugs blatantly. I, I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, so it was toxic. It was toxic. And I chose to stay there because of real estate mistakes. Oh yeah. I got into flipping houses like you name it. I've, I've done it. Right. So I chose to stay there because I was still trying to figure out the real estate thing. And, and I had two weeks paid and a 401k and insurance. So it was sort of like the golden handcuffs. And when I finally, and it took me a long time. So, you know, I was pursuing all these other things, but I always had this. And when I finally had the courage to really let go, I had to go through my own divorce in a way. It was like I had been in a toxic marriage with this restaurant, but I had stayed, you know, I had stayed. And so I had to do a lot of work around that. I wrote several letters that I didn't send, but you know, I had to like own my part of it and I cried. I really missed having good insurance. You know, there's just some things and I, there was some things I really missed about that structure. And there were lots and lots and lots of things. I'm like, whoo, thank goodness. Hallelujah. So I just want to share that in case anybody's going on the, through a transition, like it's exciting and it's okay. Like, I feel like it can be like this. Yay! Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know? Right. So I feel like we need to talk about that. Yeah. So, so important and totally get that it's, it was like safe in the way to stay because you had that 401k, you had the insurance. So if, it almost kind of paralyzes you and you feel kind of stuck. So being a life coach, if you had a client come to you and had a similar scenario where they were stuck because of certain things that the job they were in offered them, but they were miserable and they wanted to move forward and they wanted to transition. Is there one piece of advice that you would say to them? Absolutely. I would say, you know, obviously work, create an exit strategy and it's got to be six months or 12 months, but not longer than that, because um, that was part of my challenges, you know, and then stuff would come up. But then the other thing is you really want to be around other successful entrepreneurs. One of the reasons, and, and I have compassion for myself like I was always doing a million things while I was going into this restaurant. Um, but I was doing it a lot of times on my own. Like I remember one time, one of the, I trained everybody. So what was this new waiter goes, Oh, I do. Um, I'm an internet marketer. And I was like, you are because everybody else, not everybody, but a lot of the people I worked with were just on such different levels or they were like, you know, whatever. So it was just, 
The most important thing is to find some other successful, positive-minded entrepreneurs who have done the transition or are doing it or they have done it because that is going to be so important for your mindset. And you just, you know, I wish that I had done that in a better way because being isolated kept me. It was one of the reasons I stayed longer than I wish I had. And a part of it was because I got into flipping houses at the top of the market. And, you know, like so many people, I was overextended and had some painful lessons in 2008 that took me a while to dig through. But yes, yeah, surround yourself, you know, even if it's like once a week, a mastermind, go to a networking thing, find another thing to keep you going and remind you who you really are because I, that ego, that little judge, that little voice is going to go, wee, 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 you know, and you need to be around people who are going to remind you that you are not that voice. Exactly. I like to say, find your cheerleader, find yeah. yourself a cheerleader. And because you need that person to help boost your confidence help keep you positive, positive and motivated. So you're, you're so right. So tell us what's going on with you and your business. What are you working on? Okay, cool. Um, well, I'm so excited, Candace, because I have, I'm doing a lot of what I call really deep work with some of my VIPs where we're just going deep into helping them market and, and craft their messaging and, go out on bigger and bigger stages. Like one of my organizing ladies, she's working on a book. So we're crafting her signature talk. And then another one of my guys, he's like this amazing leadership facilitator trainer, but he's always had like an agency that sends him out. So he, I'm, we're doing some basic marketing, but he's having a ball. He, and he's, it's just so fun because he really gets, he has so much to offer so much more than this sort of one agency. So, you know, I feel like wherever people are, there's always like another level if they want to go of contribution, of visibility, of like, you know what? That's awesome. You've helped a hundred people. Would you like to help a thousand, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day, it's it's about the impact, right? And so so that's what I'm doing with my my VIPs. And then I am doing a lot of short form video in my, in my captivate the crowd program, just helping people get over their fear, teaching them the basic tech. You know, I think, I always think we have visibility blocks on the inside and on the outside. And a lot of times it's just tech or knowing certain things. And that that's easily, easily solved. Sometimes it's the inside blocks that can be the challenge, but um, yeah, I, I love what I do. And I love watching my clients grow and find their voice. It is like, whoa, I love it. <laughs> love it so much. Well, as a person who's learned a lot over the last few weeks about technology, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Um, okay. So um, where can our listeners find about your classes? Where can they okay. go? That's great. So if they go to captivatethecrowd.com, and I know I think you're going to put all that in the show notes. Yes, I will. And you can grab a confidence on camera checklist. So that is the easiest way for us to get connected. And then hopefully I can put in the 
in the show notes, I have a link to the group program. And I also do free trainings to, just to get you started. And sometimes people come back because they're like, I need to review. I'm like, it's no worries. Come back, come back, come back. Because really my, my goal is to help heal the world. And I, I need your help. I need, it's, you know, it's a whole army of people. And, you know, that's one reason I think social media and videos can be so powerful because that's how we share, share information these days. You know, sure. I mean, it's so crazy, right? Candace, I used to like, I used to mail a VHS tape to casting directors. I used to mail headshots and resumes. I used to sit and watch movies and I would, I would staple my headshot and resume together while I was watching a movie and then I would glue them. And, uh, you know, so many of those headshots probably got thrown away because that's what happens, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time because these short form videos, which is anything under 59 seconds is, um, you know, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube were all competing. So it's an exciting time to be able to get pushed out in front of people who are not your followers. And if any of that is like, what is she talking about? Make sure you sign up so you can learn. Even if you think, I don't know if I'm ever going to do a video, it's good for you to learn in case you might. You just never know, right? You never know. You, you might accidentally know. start a podcast, right? You We've might come accidentally a become a speaker and be on a TEDx stage. Who knows? Right. Possibilities. All the possibilities. All the possibilities. Right. And you know what? Can I say something else about that? Sure. Candace, it's about who you get to be. You know, um, yes, we all, you know, I, I, there's certain, I, I would love to be on a TEDx stage. I've actually helped a lot of people with their TEDx, but I haven't done it yet. Um, you know, I'd love to be a New York bestselling author again. I did it once as, as a group book. I want to do a one woman show after COVID. Like there's a lot of big things I have, but really I think the keys to the queendom are in who we get to be as we take the action, as we have courage, because there is still fear and doubt and insecurity, but can you take the action anyway? You know, and like I was watching Cheer, which I know my Texas roots are showing, but if you haven't seen it, it is really inspiring. I accidentally watched the second season first, but I was, you know, I was moved to tears. I was really engaged and I kept thinking it's who they get to be for themselves and each other. Like, what is it like when you do something you don't think you can do and you do it? Like watching those kids do those crazy flips or catch or whatever, or like do the rehearsal for the 20th time in the Texas heat, like watching them and, and how they had to stand for each other and call each other on leadership and teamwork, you know, and that's why people want to come back. That's why people want to, they come from all over to work with these people. But at the end of the day, I think, I think it's really, it is all about the journey. And I used to roll my eyes when people said that, oh, please. But, but if I can break that down, it's who you get to be along the way. Like, you're like glowing. You're doing, you have a podcast. Oh my God, it's so exciting. That word fear. I think that's the key. I think that's what always stops people. It's the fear. It's the fear of nobody's going to, like it. Nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody's going to pay attention. I'm going to make a fool of myself. 
So how do we get past fear? That's a great question. So I am a huge fan of rituals. I think you are too. Um, I, I get up, I meditate. Sometimes it's for three minutes, but I meditate. I pray. I try to read. If I'm having coffee, I'll try to read like one page in a spiritual book. And sometimes I go to my morning meditation meetings on Zoom. And there are some days, and I don't understand it, Candice, but there are some days I'm like, bring it. I am connected with my purpose. I am like loud and proud. I know that it's not about me and I can like, and then there are other days where I wake up and I am like, oh my God. And I'm full of fear that I can't get it all done. I'm fear that I'm overwhelmed, fear that I'm disappointing people, um, just full of self-doubt. Like, And luckily the positive days far outweigh those However, I want to talk about that because, you know, you want to find ways to get yourself out of that place, right? And I don't know about anybody who's listening, but, you know, oh, just, just put a pink bubble about it and, and just meditate. Like, I, that doesn't work for me. I need to get physical. I need to sweat. I need to get into my body. I need to talk to somebody else. So find out what works for you. If you can do it, just sitting in the shower and meditating on your own, awesome. But like, if I'm in a funk, the best thing I can do is move my body. This is crazy, Candace, but, um, you know, I was feeling down after my nephew left. It was just like that, you know, when you just love somebody so much and, and what he's going through. And I just was feeling, and I thought, I'm going to make a reel. And I put on a fun song that I liked and I danced around and it immediately shifted my energy. It immediately got me out of that state of like, oh, to like, oh my God, there's so much I want to do. And it was an amazing trip. And, you know, and so I really think when people can learn to be physical, it's one of the fastest ways to change your energy state. Tony Robbins talks about priming um, you know, I, I do hot yoga, I get on my spin bike, but even getting out and walking, even if the weather is horrible, bundle yourself up and put on a wind thing or a rain thing and go like move your body. I think that's one of the best ways to get out of your head and into your heart. Love that. And just as a, a little thing that I realized myself was I like the peace and quiet in the house. I don't like the TV on. I usually don't have any music on. But if only a couple of weeks ago, I started listening to music in the morning while I'm having my coffee, feeding my dog, you know, checking a little bit of, on social media. And I realized, you know what? I'm in a much better mood when I have happy music on than yes. when the house is quiet. Here I'm thinking I'm doing something great for myself, being in peace and quiet. But really, it wasn't working, but it took me just say, changing it up for that one day. And now it's my like new routine. So every morning I, I put it. on yeah. some happy music. Music is such a great elevator. And also, um, you know, you want to be mindful, right? Like everybody knows, like, don't eat fried food. Don't eat, you know, we, we all know. And then sometimes we still splurge. But most of the time, we try to make healthy choices, right? Like right. most evolved people, we are working on that, you know, but like, what do you feed your brain? And I call this 
Like, so I, when I'm getting ready at my desk, I put on Stephen Colbert. I put on comedy. I love Wanda Sykes. I will, you know, put something that's like going to lift me. And then sometimes late in the afternoon, if I'm going to, if I'm tired or something, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll go like bottom surfing, you know, and you like go look at YouTube stuff that's just gossipy or just stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to like stop that habit because it's like, or like the whole thing that just happened with the Oscars. It's like, do I need to know, is this really going to affect me, my life, my business, the people I love? And if I'm just curious, okay, then can you wait till later? So like, I, I play those games with myself because what are you feeding your brain? What are you feeding your brain? There are so many amazing podcasts like this one, and there's so many other things to learn and be inspired by. Do I really need to see E, special edition? Like, you know, that's just like that little curious little girl in me. So I'm really trying to be even more mindful of where am I putting my time and attention What am I feeding my brain and my soul? Because I think it affects us way more than we realize. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's like, you definitely have to do that check-in with yourself. And, you know, really a few few times throughout the day where, you know, wake up in the morning. Like I learned something from, from one of my coaches about the, about possibilities. I would always be like, gotta, gotta get it done. You know, how am I going to meet this person, the next person? And she said, just stop. She says, just think of it as like being the wonder of possibility. Like, I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder who am I going to meet today? And that has been a total game changer for me for, for months now, but yeah, check in with yourself a couple times, you know, maybe in the morning, you just set yourself up for like a positive thought. Maybe it's lunchtime. You're like, okay, how am I feeling? You know, the evening. Okay. How am I doing? How'd my day go? Everything's good. Do that gratitude journal. Write down a few things that you're grateful for. They could be the smallest things ever. It doesn't matter, but it does right. put your mind in a much better place. Yes. And, you know, just to add on to that. So one of my, I have a, an amazing yoga and meditation teacher named Christine, and she played this meditation force called Grow the Good. And the whole concept is like what you focus on grows. And so if you're always, and, and I get it, it's like human nature to focus on negative because that's how we survive. Is that a tiger? Run, right? But we're, you know, now we have tigers in our head, but so that's one reason it is so great to practice gratitude and appreciation because it helps us remind like, oh my God, we have food, we have clothing, we have shelter, Right. How lucky are we? We're not getting bombed. Life is so good. We are mm-hmm. white Western women in the world. So how can we use this for good? Right. And I know both um, both you and I are both really into that. Which will lead me right into what I want to talk about next. So on this podcast, another huge focus is bringing awareness to causes that are important to my guests. And the reason being is that when you support someone else or something else, it provides hope and possibility. So I know you have a cause you care deeply about. Let's talk about that. And what is the cause and why is it so important to you? Oh, thank you. I mean, there are so many good ones. And the one I, I just felt moved to talk about today is purple leash. And, you know, as a, 
I was a straight A student, even though I was partying a lot. And I never thought I would be a victim of domestic violence. And I was. And you, as a, you know, as a woman, you think ah, that'll never happen to me. And it happens to so many people. And so what happens a lot of times people, uh, women and children, especially are, you know, victims of domestic violence or sexual assault or whatever. And they, they need to leave. They know they need to leave, but if they leave, they have to leave their pets. And they know, cause a lot of times they can't go to the shelters or the places that they won't take their pets. And, and that is a heartbreaking choice because we all know abusers, they're probably going to abuse the pets if they haven't already, you know. And so Purple Leash has places where people can go and bring their pets. And I think it's a growing thing. But I just love that because pets are victims, too. And, uh, you know, I have a special place in my heart for all animals. And so I just love focusing on this organization because I think what they do is amazing. I'm a big proponent of Purple Leash Project myself. Actually, in 2020, it was either October, November 2020, my team and I, we did fundraiser for Purple Leash. And so for those people that might not know this, that are listening, their mission is to have at least one safe haven in each state where victims of domestic violence can go with their pets. They're just trying to get them at least at least one in every state. And as as their mission grows, you know, they'll be, of course, building more. You know, I, too, have been a victim of domestic violence. And I know that if I had to leave my dog behind. uh, That would have been like gut wrenching. And without my dog, Jack, you know, he was my reason to keep moving forward. If you got those animal lovers out there like us. And you want to support a good cause, you can find out more about the Purple Leash Project. That link will be in the show notes as well. But I love that that's one of the things that you're passionate about Mm. and that you want to support. Absolutely. I, uh, I have three questions I like to call the three P's that I ask on all my episodes of my guests. Are you up for that? Yes. Okay. The first P question is, what is something you're passionate about that most people don't know about you? Ah, you know, it's tricky because I I feel like I'm a very open, I'm, you know, this is me, but I, you know, people may not know. I, I really love horses. I used to show horses. I used to, my cousin was into saddlebreds. And so we got to show and train saddlebreds, which is a truly beautiful American breed. They are so elegant and um, they're related to the thoroughbred, but they're a true American breed and just really sensitive, smart. And um, and then I used to go to the camp and they would give me all of the the bad actors for the for the horses who had gotten into you know bad habits. And I would re-break them. And I love the challenge. And um, I do. I just I love horses. And one of my goals is to be able to be part of the horse therapy community, because I think that is amazing work. Horses are so intuitive and they are really these big, giant, amazing creatures. And we can't, human beings can connect our heart with theirs 
um, in, in a way that we only do that with ant, with uh, horses and dogs. So I just, that's one of my, people may not know that about me. I love that. And I did it. I think I knew that you showed horses, but I didn't know the depth. Like I didn't yeah. know about when you went to camp. So that is so cool. I love it. So my next P question is, what is your definition of purpose? Ooh. Well, I think, you know, they say that, you know, the two great moments in your life are when you're born and then when you find out why. And, you know, I think, I feel like in some ways my purpose has evolved and in other ways it's always, you know, I was that little kid that was like, what's your dream? Why aren't you doing it? You know, that, that precocious. Um, and I, I do think that I, I believe that we pick our families, even though sometimes I was like, are you kidding me? God, I picked my stepmother. Um, but I think our souls pick like, okay, I'm going in. And if you believe in, you know, supposedly Pisces have been every sign. And so I think my sister and I both like, okay, we're coming in. This is going to be a tough one. And so that I could keep healing myself and then help heal others in sort of more non-conventional ways. And because I really do think happiness is a choice and I want to respectfully, you know, be, I'm not invalidating if you're suffering from depression or, you know, that that's a real deal. Depression and alcoholism runs in my family. So I totally understand that people are struggling with that. And I think every day we get to make a choice and I'm a big fan of therapy and medication. I'll just put that out there. But, you know, I think that we suffer as human beings when we're not connected with a purpose. If it's just all about us, how boring, right? Like, oh God, enough about me. What do you think about me? I never wanted to be that kind of actor, right? But like, you know, when your life becomes about helping others and serving to make a difference, oh my God, it, it, life is so fun and there's always cool stuff to do and there's always cool work to do and other cool people to work with. And, you know, I think part of the malaise of what's happening in our culture is there's been too much selfie, 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 me, 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 like celebrate you. That's awesome. But like, how are you giving back? How are you, you know, if you're thriving in the world, yay. And how are you sharing? And I, you know, if I could redo uh, the education system, I would have empathy training. I would have training about how to deal with heavy emotions. Uh, I would you know, have training about addiction. Like there's so many things we teach that I think other things are so much more important. You know, um, when we can have empathy and compassion, the world can shift, you know? And so that's part of why I talk about like laughter and love. Like, can you be fun? Can you be, you know, committed to your business, but still have some fun with it? And, you know, I think we teach what we need to learn on a whole nother level, right? So I was like this, gotta make up for last time. People were like, oh my God. And so I know that part of my mission is to help people kind of lighten up because it's more sustainable. It's more fun. People are more attracted to you. Like I can still take my work seriously, but can I like have a laugh about myself? Right. And I, I think we all need that to a degree. So hope that answers your question. It did. 
I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you said, what are you doing for somebody else? Because, oh yes, we all want to succeed. We all want to thrive. But if it's all about you, you're, you will actually feel like there's a missing link. Yes. So it is what, what are you doing? And even if it's something small, it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing, you know, to help people. It could be something small and just being polite and just being kind. So, which is huge. Yeah. So my last P question is, is there a possibility, a dream or a vision you have that has not yet come to fruition? Uh, (laughs) There's a couple. Um, I do want to do a one woman show in New York city at some point. I want to get my coaching and speaking at a certain level first and have team and stuff. Um, And I, I have a dream to travel the world, but do it um, working remotely. Like I think it would be so much fun to say, okay, my, my top five female entrepreneurs, I'm going to rent a cool house in Savannah, Airbnb for a month. Who wants to come? And like, we all come hang out. Right. Wouldn't that be so interesting? Mm -hmm. So like we come and we still do our businesses, but then we go explore at night or we go hike or we go do the ghost tours or like, I don't want to live in Savannah, Georgia, but I've always wanted to go. And same with like Ashland and same with San Francisco. Like there's so many cool places. I would love to go for more than a visit. And I feel like you have a totally different experience working and living for longer periods. And of course, Spain, Italy, can you imagine? Okay, I'm gonna get a villa. And yeah, I still wanna work because I love my business, I love what I do. But then at four or five, we're gonna go, you know, we're gonna take long weekends. So I think that would be a really fascinating experiment. And that is a dream. I love that. I want to go. Okay. <laughs> I'm there. You're one of the I'm five. With you. <laughs> okay. Well, Elaine, this has been amazing. And I cannot thank you enough. And I know that your story, and you have so much more to share that we didn't even have time for, is so inspiring. I can't wait to have you back on the show to talk about some other things. But I want to thank you again again, for being part of our launch team and for just being here and, and sharing sharing you and your purpose and your passions, and your possibilities. Well, thank you, Candice. You're just a ray of light. It's been such a pleasure meeting you and getting to work with you. And I'm so excited to help you promote this beautiful, beautiful podcast. I love the, I love the mission. I love the name. And, um, you know, I just want to say to anybody who's listening, Um, Your story is your gift and life is happening for you. And when you can embrace that and think, what's the gold here? What's the lesson? Even if you're not having the most fun, but you know, you can shift it and make it work for you. And sometimes that can take a minute, but it's all a gift. It's all a gift. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. 
please head on over to our website, passionpurposeandpossibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candice Snyder at passionpurposeandpossibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.